Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Arts for All Kentucky Stories. I'm Sam Kirby. I am a uh, teaching artist with Arts for All, though I have not done a workshop yet. I've hosted this podcast several times, and I'm uh, excited to. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to thank uh, the Kentucky Arts Council and the Kentucky Department of Education Office for Special Education and Early Learning uh, for making this possible. So, um, well, first and foremost, we'd like to welcome Delaire back to the podcast. It's been a while since you've been here, Delaire. Thanks for thanks for coming back. Hey there. <laughs> And then we also, uh, for first time, we've got uh, Claude Robertson here with us. Been a longtime board member, and we'll let him uh, introduce himself. Claude, glad to be here. Hope to be helpful. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of start at the beginning of, of your exposure to uh, to arts for all, and kind of how how it stood out to you, and how you got involved uh, in, in the first place. Well, arts for all Kentucky used to be VSA, and uh, I guess I've been familiar for years. I mean. 20 years probably or more with VSA and uh, used to have a different location. And I remember going to shows there and things like that. So I always thought it was a good idea. And I always uh, appreciated the art that they did in side by side and those kind of things. And uh, so later on, uh, I had known Dale Air for years. I know her better now than I ever have, obviously. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know how many years ago she asked me if I wanted to be on the board. And I, I said, sure. So I've been on the board for whatever that is, six or eight years, would you say? So. Yeah, I, I, I joined the Kiwanis Club at some point, and uh, um, I know that that's where we got better acquainted, I think, was through the Kiwanis Club. And it may have been at that time when I asked you if you would be interested in joining the board. And because because of your expertise, you're from the financial world and we needed a, a treasurer. We needed somebody with some background in finance. So what what was it about the, the organization that initially intrigued you, Claude, and made you want to jump in further? I know, you, you know, well, personally are involved in art as yes, well. Yes, I'm also a, an artist. Yes, and, a very uh, good one. And uh, well, my tell, wife's, tell us about your art, first well, and I mean, foremost. The, there's, well, I don't know if there's a, there's a lot uh, to tell verbally about any. my art is visual, and uh, I do a little bit of different kinds of things. I do, primarily I'm a, a painter in oil, but I do other things, drawings and three-dimensional stuff occasionally so a little bit of everything that's great and so and then and that you know and my wife's an artist also we met in an art class many years ago so uh, i so that 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 automatically you know made me interested in vsa as far as the at that time it was vsa arts for all kentucky now because um of the art aspect and you know my feeling is the more people that can participate in art the better it is for society as a whole because it you know that's how societies are known and how they're remembered for i guess what you do for everybody and also for the art that's what you remember about people and societies cultures when we dig up things we look at them as art we don't dig up you know um, utilitarian things so much we're always looking at the art so yeah, I think that combination of um, being an artist and then I also mentioned uh, the Kiwanis Club because that's, a, you know, a philanthropic type of organization. <clears throat> the combination of those, those two just fit together. You know, I also, once I got to know you better, I learned that your, your son is a special education teacher. Yes. 
what did what did he think you know hearing about arts for all and 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 the goals of it and did he have any sort of perspective you think on, on you that? know I, i've i've talked to him about a little bit but not uh not specifically and i don't know how i guess i should ask him how active he teaches in michigan upper michigan very small community so they probably don't have a lot of those kind of things in that community i wouldn't think but i've really never pursued it in depth Although I guess he could tune into some of our videos and podcasts and those kind of things. Definitely. You know, now that we've got podcasts and, and work, video workshops and, you know, a lot of resources on our website, he can certainly, you know, check us out. I think that due to the pandemic, the COVID and everything, I do think that's one good thing that's came out of this that maybe with more podcasts, videos and things, VS, VSA or Arts for All Kentucky, we've had a hard time, I think, the time I've been on the board, reaching every segment of the state, which is our goal. And I think now that we have uh, more virtual kind of communications to offer to schools and other organizations, it enhances our ability to get our program throughout the state. Well, you know, now that you're doing this podcast, what's your son's name? Mark. Mark. Mark's got to <laughs> listen to it, right? <laughs> that would be good. You can leave a special code for him, okay. and then you can you can see, or like a message for him. He probably actually knows can... how to find it. <laughs> <laughs> so over, over time, like one of the things that's become a theme across this kind of whole podcast program is kind of art as a language and, and what it's allowing, you know, those with, you know, disabilities to be able to to do and, and to express themselves in ways that they're otherwise not allowed. So in, in your time, you know, around the organization, um, what, what have you seen in those regards as far as like, if you've been able to kind of peer in on any, you know, workshops or see any of that or by proxy hear about the impact uh, of what that's doing for families and students and, you know, adults with disabilities as well. Like what, what, what have you kind of seen from your perspective? I, I guess my most hands-on, uh, part of the programs that I've seen is the uh, side-by-side. I've went to those workshops and to those exhibits several times, and they're extremely touching because those are mostly kids. I guess they're all kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, they work with an experienced artist, artist uh, in residence or whatever, and they create works of art together. And uh, there's a huge variety of disabilities involved there. And so I, th- I think that's very touching. It's, uh, you know, it kind of makes you tear up if you go to one, but it's, it's, it's well worth it. I, I always encourage everybody to go. Uh, we have a lot of other programs, but that's the one I have the most uh, contact with. Some of them are a little more difficult to have contact with. But Yeah, I think, didn't you attend at least one of the, um, of the receptions at the Kentucky Museum for a side-by-side exhibit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I remembered that you were there um, and you probably saw how excited the kids and the parents are uh, to have their their artwork exhibited at the Kentucky Museum. And in fact, we have a, an exhibition reception, side-by-side uh, exhibit reception, April the 16th and just, I guess, next weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the first back in person side by side we've been able to have for the last two years. Yeah, I I do remember um, remember that and coming to you know film some some video clips during 
kind of our, our first project, you know, our first opportunity working together. And I do specifically remember one, um, one little girl who, um, I believe, and, and I, I don't want to be wrong about this, but I believe she might've had down syndrome. And, and I remember seeing her like finger painting and making an absolute mess out of the, <laughs> out of the whole thing. But like the joy, like coming out of that and, and the fact that, you know, seeing it become expressive, I think was something that, um, kind of initially attracted me to learn more about the organization above and beyond, you know, then VSA now arts for all being a, being a client. There's, there's more to it that I saw in that, um, at well, that side by side. Art. And I guess specifically visual art because side by side is typically a visual art, you know, uh, experience. You see kids respond to materials, uh, very enthusiastically and uh, like what you were just describing and these are kids that may not have good verbal skills at least not to you know um, the extent that you might expect as are called typical so having these other forms of expression is is very I say very important. I say it's very important because of, of what I've seen, seeing how the kids respond to it. They respond, most of them respond very positively to it. And uh, um, may perhaps sometimes the images that come out of it are not uh, polished, but the energy and the enthusiasm that uh, comes through, it shines through whatever they do. Well, I guess I'd just say you, 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 you referred to art as a language. So if art is a language, then I guess the goal of VSA is to teach everybody to speak. Yep. Arts for all Kentucky. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We uh, changed our name. I guess it was about two years ago. Now it seems like it's been at least a couple of years, maybe going on three years. But a lot of people... The, the name goes back. There have been several name changes. Originally, it was called Very Special Arts. And then that fell out of favor. And so they just went with the VSA, the initial, standing for Very Special Arts. And then that kind of fell out of favor. Now we went through a rebranding process and decided that Arts for All uh, Kentucky, we add the Kentucky to it because it's a statewide organization. And there are other, there are other arts for all organizations in other states, but then they add their, their state name to it, or they might have a slightly different configuration. Like they'll use the number four arts for all. And it was, it was a term that we were already using in our programming. And then through that rebranding process, we just decided, hey, why don't we just go with this, Arts for All? And I think it's been really successful. I've had a lot of positive feedback about it. Well, I think so, too. And and it surprised me that not that many new people knew what VSA was either. So I, I guess that's one of, one of maybe our goal is to maybe get more people to understand what we do. Yeah, I agree. It, I mean, it's a little wanna, more descriptive of what it is we do. I mean, I think we want to be inclusive. And if we're going to have an inclusive society, then we want to have people be inclusive in the arts, if that is a language, because I, th I think the arts are important because it tells so much about the culture of people. 
It does. It's a visual language. Uh, and the, the components are, uh, you know, line, shape, color, space, texture, form. Uh, and, you know, arranging those different elements of art are, is how we create images. Those, those elements of art are, are arranged. Uh, there are another set of design principles that, you know, are used uh, with, those, with those elements. And I'm sure some of that is probably uh, also a part of what you do, mm -hmm. Sam, in, in media arts, because mm -hmm. media arts are an art form as well. And that's why you're on our teaching artist roster because yeah, I, mm -hmm. that I think is an that's art important. form. We tend to think, because Delar and I are both visual artists, I think we tend to think of that more, but we also have music and theater and uh, writing and basically all the art classifications right. are included. So we try to help people with disabilities participate in all those arts. And if, say, a teacher wants to have a writer or, or have a creative writing, you know, experience for their students or wants to have a dance and movement experience for their students, we have artists all over the state who, uh, uh, you know, can provide those kinds of uh, um, hands-on, experiential you know, activities for, for kids with disabilities. There's a, a variety of different programs there. I, I want to go back to the, uh, the, the rebrand um, and, and talk a little bit more about that. You know, that seems like a very significant kind of growth and, and forward thinking step um, that, that the organization's taken. And so um, Claude, since, since you've been involved, are, are there any other, I guess, evolutions or growth points that you've seen things that, you know, have made you feel proud uh, to be to be part of this board and, and to see this organization like over time that that you've, well, you've seen that have changed? I, I won't go into all the rebranding. Some of that was financial too. So we, we were kind of pushed into rebranding in some ways. Uh, was the other part of your question? Just, uh, just across the... Across, oh, growth and... Yeah, just, just what uh, being being part of the board, like well, you know, some priorities. I, one of the things, I mean, through, through the whole pandemic, I think Del Air did an excellent job of re... re re-envisioning the way we did things and keeping things moving forward with things like the uh, videos and the podcasts and different ways of communicating with people uh, that we probably wouldn't have done if it wouldn't have been for that. So I think we've grown in that way. And I think we're doing a little better job of reaching more areas of the state. So uh, I think we have, I mean, we really have a long way to go as far as name recognition and more than that, people knowing what we do. I think when people know what we do, we have a, a real broad base of support. Uh, but I think we would like to touch more of the state. And uh, we have a lot of programs, but I would like to see more. We would like to see more people take advantage of them, I think. Yeah, very much so. You know, if more people, uh, if more schools and more communities and more artists take advantage of, of what we have to offer, we can grow. You know, and that's that's what we want to do. We want to keep the organization alive and growing and, uh, um, you know, making the arts accessible. Well, the other thing I would say of the years I've been on the board is I think we have a very loyal and uh, uh, board that's committed to this. And they've been very uh, dedicated. 
in my yes. time. And thank you for being on the board all these years and uh, being so was, available fast. <laughs> to, uh, to, you know, answer questions and give advice and uh, explain things to other board members. It's really important to have board members who are on board, you know, with the organization. <laughs> I about uh, made that play it, on words earlier, and I'm glad I'd, I'm glad I'd save that one for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So in, with the, the organization, what does growth, I guess, mean as far as impact for the organization? Like growing as far as more, you know, teaching artists, students impacted? What, it, if, if we're dreaming, what does that look like? All of the above, more teaching artists, more artists with disabilities uh, taking advantage of, of joining our joining our organization, uh, more uh, teachers using our resources, uh, serving more serving more citizens in Kentucky, um, and uh, well, and then there's the financial side. If the more we can grow, then we have more reason to ask for help and support. We are a nonprofit. And so we depend on contracts and grants uh, and individual donors uh, to to support us financially. It's, it's very important uh, for us to have those resources to make these things available. Yeah. Flipping it over to our treasurer, I guess. I mean, <laughs> the, the <laughs> and talking about, you know, that, that sort of stuff. I mean, the, from a financial standpoint, you know, it, a lot of people, and, and we mentioned, you know, every time the, you know, the Department of Education and the Arts Council, and they're very supportive, but there's, there's other things that have to happen to allow this organization to, to exist and, and to grow from a financial standpoint, correct? Well, yeah, th- that's true. And we do get some private support. And uh, I think, thanks to Del Air's leadership and the board and the way the organization is run, we really get a lot of bang for our buck. We really do a lot of work with a relatively small amount of money. So uh, if we had more money, maybe we could reach more people. And it, as far as goals go, I would say the number one end goal is to find more people with disabilities that would like to participate in the arts and give them that opportunity to um, have that joy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of you know causes and you know nonprofit organizations and things out there to support. But you kind of you know referenced it there you know a little bit that you know supporting this organization you know it seems like it goes you know quite a long way. There's not a a huge back office staff. There's not you know that that kind of like zero a- element. So when when people are you know putting their dollars towards this cause, it's really kind of being very directly impactful. Yes, it is. Uh, And, you know, very often individuals with disabilities, it's easy for them to become isolated. I mean, everybody has experienced some isolation through the pandemic, but individuals with disabilities know what that's like even before the pandemic even came around. And so organizations like Arts for All Kentucky give individuals 
children and adults uh, opportunities to get involved, to be a part of something. They may not be able to get involved in a lot of the types of activities that most of us just take for granted, you know? So we're offering programs that are specifically designed and geared for them. And if we don't have something that fits their needs, we'll try to figure out what it is they do need and offer it. So as we're kind of filling up our time here, um, Claude, I, I, I want to ask you, if somebody were to come up to you and kind of ask about, you know, Arts for All or consider getting involved or wanting to do that, what, what would you tell them? No pressure because the executive director's here, but <laughs> what, what would you say? No, I would just tell them that we're a statewide organization, that uh, our, our goal is to help people with disabilities participate in the arts, and we have a lot of variety of ways to do that. And your support is greatly appreciated and needed, and the money will be wisely spent. The cause is a good one because it helps people connect. We're about art, but we're also, we're about people. You know, it's nice to teach people functional work skills, societal skills, but art adds a dimension to your life. Solid one-liner to end us out on. <laughs> That's it. That's a podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning into Arts for All Kentucky Stories. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to showcase our artists and students and parents families impacted by Arts for All Kentucky, and to talk more about how the arts is an opportunity that's unifying and inclusive for those with disabilities. Again, we'd like to thank the Kentucky Arts Council and the Kentucky Department of Education Office for Special Education and Early Learning for making all of this possible. We invite you to follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Spotify or YouTube, where we release the podcast to stay up to date with new releases. Again, my name is Sam Kirby, and thanks for the opportunity to host this show.